Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. Hello, it's me, Pete. Uh, welcome, welcome to the show. So happy that you, that you decided to join us. That's like what a high school teacher says when you're late. So happy you decided to join us. You're not late, though. You're a wizard. You're exactly on time. It's a lot of references for two seconds in. Uh, real quick, by the way, no, I'm not just saying this. This is an exceptional episode. This is Dove Davidoff. If you don't know, now you know. This is one of the funniest guys, one of the most interesting guys, and uh, as, as you'll uh, hear on this podcast, just just the perfect guest for the show. So open, so funny, so great. Dove Davidoff, thrilled. Uh, support the show is the the quickest, easiest, quickest, easiest. I always say that. I'm such a I feel like the OxyClean guy. Uh, YouMadeItWeird.com is a good way to support the show. I'll just say it's a good way to support the show. You can buy a T-shirt. We're doing some new shirts. Uh, if you ever want to vote on the new shirts or, or even submit uh, T-shirt ideas, you can do that at Facebook.com, regular slash YouMadeItWeird. And then you can buy these shirts made by weirdos for weirdos at YouMadeItWeird.com. There's also a donate button, which uh, has been amazing. People are so cool. Really helping out Katie. Um, this week... It actually works out pretty well because Katie was um, – she's kind of harassed by a, a, a group of crows um, that wouldn't leave her alone as she was walking uh, in the woods. Um, and then I told her that a group of crows is called a murder of crows, and that only that just made it so much worse because she was like, I was attacked by a murder. And I, I was like, you should say of crows. It sounds, And she said, of crows. But no. So we want to buy her the first season of ALF. Uh, so hit the donate button and we'll get Katie the first season of ALF. Email the show weird at nerdist.com. Some people email the show through the Facebook. I, I do my best to try and uh, get back and read. I love them. I love them though. So thanks for doing that. And plug and write stuff on uh, the on plug. Plug? Write stuff on the Facebook wall. I already said that. Here are the tour dates real quick. July 19th through 21, I'll be in New Brunswick, New Jersey at the Stress Factory, which means I believe on the, uh, let's see, that's... That Monday, I'll be in New York, and I think I'll be doing Whiplash, which is awesome. Yeah, the 23rd. I haven't been in New York for a very long time, so I'll be doing the Whiplash on the 23rd. I don't even know if we can promote that, but we just did. July 25 through 28, I'll be in Montreal for the Just for Last Festival. We're doing a live You Made It Weird. That's going to be a great one. There's going to be so many great people floating around that festival, and we're going to try and nab up as many as we can. August 2 through 5, Cleveland, Ohio for Hilarities. September 6 through 8, Scottsdale, Arizona for Stand Up Scottsdale. September 14 through 15, Chicago, back in Chicago for the Lincoln Lodge, which is going to be great. Uh, October 11 through 13, Appleton, Wisconsin, Skyline Comedy Cafe. That little bulk we call the uh, Midwest Comedy Tour. Uh, I'm not even sure who our sponsor is, but I'm assuming it's Amazon. So, you know, buy some things on Amazon. I'm so good at the sales part. Buy some things on Amazon. It's actually pretty great because you, I shop on Amazon all the time. And all you have to do is go to Nerdist.com, then click on the Amazon banner that's in the description of this episode, and then you shop like you normally would. So you can buy, I think the last thing I bought on Amazon was, um, this is true, uh, like a lucid dreaming herb blend that you can take for dreaming. They literally have everything. Oh, and I also bought uh, a converter because you can um, plug earphones into your television. So I can, you know, crank it up when I'm fighting Kumail in Street Fighter. Guys, I've gone too long. 
I've gone too long. I've become what I don't like, which is a long podcast intro. Enjoy this. Enjoy this episode, please. Please. Yeah. Are you rocking no earphones? Is that your style? Yeah. What do I need earphones for? The, you don't um, like hearing your own voice? Oh, no, that I don't like. Is that true? I don't like, well, watching, hearing, I, I could do without. Is that right? Re-experiencing anything I've already experienced. I was just, oh, see? I mean, as far as like a performance let, or a conversation. Oh, Dove. Yeah. Dove Davidoff, by the yeah, way, everybody. Sir. Let me let me start with this. Is I was just listening to your album, and uh, actually, let, let me start even further back. I uh, I sometimes meditate. Do you ever meditate? No, no. My mother was on a call. I spent some time in India in Sai Baba's village. You did? Of, and so there was a lot of meditation, but I could never access the, the serenity necessary to sort of... I don't... It seemed... Or what? composure or whatever it is, however we want to describe it. I, I could never get there. You tried? What are we doing? Yeah. Chanting? Well, they were. I mean, they would they would meditate in the morning and there was all... In, in addition to that, there would be a chanting that went on, but uh, I never... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could never in addition to that, yeah, there would be a chanting that went on. He had a light to medium chant. You went, it was a, your, yeah. your mother is a therapist. Mm. My father was an un- uneducated Jewish business guy from the Bronx. My mother's an analyst, hippie wasp from California, intellectual. <laughs> you know, and she was part of a cult. They were, <laughs> is that a, true? Oh yeah, they were awaiting the inevitable nuclear apocalypse. They built freeze dry. They built. Uh, uh, Right, Earth-integrated housing and bought freeze-dried food. What does that mean? Underground housing? No, I, it was actually sort of built into the mountainside. You Shut know, up! Integrated into... into yeah, it was, Shut on a, it was on a commune, and they would grow their own food, yeah. It, yeah, I, yeah, it was an interesting place. You And you spent time there? Yeah, I spent What is a zero to interesting in no, under no, four yeah. seconds? Yeah, what no, the I, fuck I, is your yeah. deal? Let me... Yeah. Th- I, all I want to talk about is what you've brought up, but the, no, the no, thing... No, plenty of other things to talk yes. about. Yes... <laughs> There is. I'm not really. There is. Um, See, okay. So I've known you for a long time, like seven years in in periphery. We've Uh never been close or anything, but I've always known you. We've always done the same rooms. Ironically, uh, some of the people we've been close to, we find out seven years later, it was in periphery. What do you, you know? mean by that? Because yeah, every now and then you get close to somebody and you're like, oh, I didn't know you at all. I mean, certainly in the context of relationships, you know? The idea of... The reveal know. that someone you thought you knew was... Yeah, they always said beware of strangers. And then the first person they talk to if somebody comes up murdered is their significant other. So yeah. beware of everybody, I guess, <laughs> you know? Just fucking... Just beware. Yeah, Jimmy, just beware. <laughs> well, okay. You're so grotesquely, and I mean that just uh, absurdly in the moment. That's what I love about you. Well, you gotta keep, well, I, I don't know how else to, how else would you do it? Do you feel like, I often, uh, I feel like my, my the, everything's burning behind me. Do you ever, I say that sometimes. Do you feel do you that mean way? in the context of a general anxiety, or what do you mean? Do you mean That's a great way to take it. I didn't mean it that way. Mm. I mean, like, people are like, somebody came over my place last night. Yeah. And they were like, what did you do today? And I was like, ah, I got nothing. Nothing. One time somebody asked me what I did, what I'm going to do that weekend, and I was like, I have no idea. Yeah. And it was my birthday that weekend. You know what right. I'm saying? So what right. I'm saying is almost like a, a deficiency. It's almost like a handicap that I'm uh, profoundly – profound makes it me sound like I'm patting myself on the back. But I'm just – I'm right here. Mm-hmm. And you're right here. That's oh, what oh, that what I feel radiates off of me. Maybe that's yeah. your hippie mother or something. I don't know. No, I, well, I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess the moment. I mean, I guess that should be something that we all aspire to becoming is the ability to 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 access the moment, right? But I mean, don't you? Do you think some people are better at it than others? Oh yeah, I've been watching you do stand up for yeah, eight sure. years, people and I are think better at it. Yeah. I think I watched you try and bring that. To the stage, and when I was listening to your album, I was like, yeah. "Oh, he's done it. He figured. He figured. I, yeah. I don't want to." My get- special, my special is is is, is much better than the uh, that the hour. The album I've got some problems with, but you didn't like the album. 
some of it, some of it I like. But the um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I guess the idea of trying to keep things alive, you yes. know, in, in the moment. If I mean, at least for, for me, I mean, I couldn't go up and you know by rote. And that's why you can't listen to neurologist. Maybe it is. You yeah. Know? I can't listen to this podcast yeah. because I I will hear what you say, yeah. and it'll make me think what I would say, and then oh, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> then I hear myself say it a moment after. That's what some say: circular conundrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd think yeah, yeah, because I, I am pre- I'm fairly self involved that you'd think I'd enjoy that, but it, it's maddening. I know what you mean. I can't do it. I have I just did uh, Denver the Comedy Works. Yeah. And they recorded every show for me, and I'm working on my hour. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to listen to these, oh, and I'm going to write down notes and shit. I know, man. And it's. I don't think there's a harder thing in. I, if there's anything that feels like work, I, some people I guess enjoy experiencing themselves again. I don't. <laughs> I don't. Man. I just want to put me behind me and go move on. <laughs> I don't want any part of it. <laughs> well, I really what, don't. Do you have a memory like that? That's what I meant by the bridge burning behind you. Like this, we're gonna do this, and yeah. then you're gonna get on uh, presumably a motorcycle. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, presumably, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not before I take my shirt off and join a club. <laughs> No, I think um, I only mean that because you're like a cool guy. I mean yeah. that as a compliment. Yeah, I don't know a lot of yeah, cool no, guys. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> well, I mean, but we'd have to. You know, language is so imprecise. We'd have to define you know coolness cool? prior to. Well, that, okay, I'd love to follow this strand. You look at the average. Okay, we're in a comic book shop. Right, yeah. for example, which I'm sure you're you're fine with, and it's not exactly my home. We're in the back of a of a comic book shop, and we're seated up. So we're in elevated in a room with windows, Above which it. actually, on an instinctual level, is sort of reduces my anxiety because you can see everything coming. Because you're above it. Yeah, we're in a, a good bit. like battle strategy. Yes, very much so. If zombies came. Yeah, would yeah. be in a good zone. Yeah, I don't or, like that glass door, but yeah. I, I'm uh, zombies I, or or uh, or talent uh, agent. Either <laughs> <laughs> yeah. way, you're, you're, they come here a lot on managed. Wednesday. Yeah. You got to look out for them. Look out. You can tell yeah. by the blazers. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what was what were we saying? Because I was just on to some, oh, being cool. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. you look at the average guy I know. It's this whole yeah. thing that's happening. It's 2012. We've got a lot of flannel shirts with the snaps. We've got right, a lot of ironic yeah. mustaches. We've got the Buddy Holly glasses. We've got the tight jeans. I'm guilty of some of those. Right, sure. But uh, when I think of you, uh, I don't know a lot of people right. with tattoos. I don't want to make you too self-conscious, but you're no, like no, a no, cool no, guy. No, 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 On no, your no, album, you say things like, like motherfucker and yeah. hip cat. Hip, yeah. you, could, you could say hip cat. I've never said this. You this. could if you wanted to. I could, but... You could uh, say this is a cat I met at the Comedy Cellar, and no one would go... Who the fuck is Dub trying to be right now? I, I could, but I, I always, I just, it wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel comfortable saying, I mean, I, I probably use other phrases that are sort of equivalent in the context you're thinking about it, but a <laughs> cat wouldn't come naturally to me. <laughs> but the, um, know what I think, uh, God, you're the best, man. No, but it, it, it's all, everything is, it's all a function of, uh, of, uh, you know, sort of, uh, that which, we're born with genetically and combined with what we have ever we internalized socially. I had a strange experience Tell coming me. up, which is why the, the mom idea dad of thing? human ego is so ridiculous. Well, I grew up in a junkyard with kids in Jersey, and my best friend was a guy from Spanish Harlem, but my mother was an intellectual, and I was trying to school, and I was just trying to reconcile all of those different... Where's your HBO show, oh, man? What the fuck? Um, People are making fiction less interesting than your oh, actual yeah, yeah. life. And yep. you pitched it to me in two seconds. Yeah, but, the, you know, I mean, it's about kind of structuring it. I mean, I once pitched a show about a guy who was thrown out of <laughs> he was thrown out of school for punching a professor in the face during an argument about solipsism, which is the belief that nothing exists outside of your own consciousness. 
<laughs> the network executives didn't seem they didn't see the light on this on this idea. <laughs> they didn't see the Is that light. something you did? Yeah. Did you punch a professor? No. Oh no no no! I didn't do that. No. Oh, I just mean like it, I was it, actually thrown out of high school, so I never got there. Sometimes when I listen to your act, I, I, I wonder. Um, we talk sometimes about false premises, and I think yeah, you sure. do them beautifully. I think there's a lot of things you say in your act that aren't necessarily true. Mm. And while I was listening to that, I was like, "Oh, I'm full of shit." Part of comedy is sometimes just silliness. I think sometimes it just all depends on the way it's 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 sold. You know, sometimes it can be you right know, as long as you, it's done with a wink. I mean, if you're trying to sell it, I think something that's very ooh, serious. Yeah, you're fucking right, there's man. There's something dishonest about you. You, it, you know? you've built in a wink. The Dub Davidoff live experience, there's a wink and a, a simultaneous stream of sincerity. I'm watching yes. a real guy, but you yes. say things that I'm like, that's not true. Right. That's not what I'm doing. I'm not grading or evaluating. No, no, sure. But if it's I think about it later, I'll be like, I don't think you're on a bus eating cereal. And did that yes. happen? Tell, no, do you no, mind no, ruining no, that no, joke? No, that's a heightened, you know, I said, you know, you're too high when you're eating cereal naked and your girlfriend's like, put some clothes on. You realize it's not your girlfriend, it's a woman on a bus. But, <laughs> but the idea... <laughs> But that's just, that's one of those jokes. That's one of those holdouts. That if the crowd's sort of dipping I and it's felt. late at night at the comedy store, yeah. it's the kind of crowd that you need a punchy, punchy line. Every now and then I do it. I'm yeah. not proud of it. Uh, well, you used to. I used to see you do. Oh. But I like a little bit of hack. I, I like a little bit of oh, hack in some funny. of that. Like I don't mind. Chappelle had stuff that was wacky all the time. Yes. nobody thinks of me. He's certainly not a hacky comic. No. You know? Um, and I think there are guys who can do that. I think yeah. it's like you just it, make something up, but everybody knows you're making it up. Yes. It's not, well, you're not telling a story about your family that isn't true. Everything I, I talk about is true. That's that's what it is. I yeah. think you just said some juice right there. Because yeah. I, I would see you and one of your save lines, and I don't mean save like you were bombing, yeah, but sure. what you're just saying. I have those lines too. It's called the check spot. Or the check drop. Yes. You're doing an hour. Uh, speaking of Denver, they would drop the checks. I think it was like 25 minutes in. Oh, yeah, so you'd yeah. just be like, okay, wait, great club. I'm not shitting on the club. I've but I was like. I thought that that was one of the, the, one of the, kind, one of the things that would have evolved. That would have evolved out of in live show scenarios. The idea of the check drop. What the a better fuck are we doing? It sounds like there's a cat. check drop on your CD, actually. You know? Oh, there is. Yeah, I hear it. Oh, yeah. Isn't that oh, weird? Yeah. I think that's probably why you can't. You probably can't listen to other comedians' albums passively. If we are in the mood to listen to an album, it's kind of like, let's look at another uh, scientist's equations. They're silly, goofy it equations. Can, it can happen. I, like that. I'm qualifying yeah. every laugh. every, And then there's this moment, you're killing, you're killing, you're killing, you're killing. And then all of a sudden, everyone's talking. Oh, and I'm like, yeah, what yeah, the sure. fuck? And then it was, oh, he, yeah. you recorded in a club. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Is it in a club? Uh-huh. At what club? At, at Denver Comedy Works. Shut up! Yeah. <laughs> What is this, the age of Aquarius? I did. No, but it's a good room. It's a great room, yeah. but I, oh my God. I know, but the, it's the, that's the nature of the beast. You I know? can't believe it was at the Denver Comedy. I'm the type oh, yeah. of person that will read far too into that and be like, something just happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a strange, uh, the whole thing is, um, yeah, I'm, I'm writing now, you know, so sort of I'm thinking about life like, in a more existential way. It's like I've been writing a uh, working on a memoir and we just is that right yeah we, oh i'd love to read that we go to publishers out with the with the sort of the pitch the first three ch- the proposal the first three chapters soon about this i i've, I've stopped you on 19 interesting things tell me about well, the no, commune no, but it's all of the con i have more thoughts about your cd can i say one thing about that you there's yeah, sure, there's great moments that i think comedians could a lot of comedians like this show 
Yeah. Or at least listen to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah, not, no, let's not sure. assume they like it. No, I'm sure they like it. That's why they listen to it. <laughs> I hope so. But you do something that I think is fucking amazing uh, that, I, uh, that I aspire to do all the time, which is people interact with you and they do kind of typical bullshit audience things. You ask a question. Yeah. You say, why are you taking pictures at a bar? Right. And someone goes, MySpace. And you do this wonderful thing where you acknowledge that you heard them yes, and yes. then keep moving. It's this positive yeah, sometimes, sort of... Or sometimes if it's something you really think that could be potentially interesting and, and that you the person... And you incorporate it. Or really talk about it. Like lately I've been asking people why, when their last breakup was and whether or not they understand why they broke up. Because a lot of people end up... <laughs> You part ways and you're going, what the fuck happened? It's and, so great. And it's such an interesting kind of, it's like, because I think the presumption is that we understand what happened when much of the time that is that is not the case. Isn't it, Isn't that true? Every breakup I've had, I'm like, I know what went down. She doesn't know. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, I had a relationship where we both thought the other person was a borderline. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And like I knew because she'd be talking, implying that I'm a borderline. Yeah. Like in therapy, all I talk about is how you're a borderline. Right. And yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, not being too specific, so I hope that's not like a betrayal, but it's just like that's real. So no, we sure. both left yeah, and she's awesome. like, he's an a- It's the cliche. She thinks I'm an asshole and I think she's crazy. Yeah. That's everybody. Yeah. And that's not, that's not benefiting anybody. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, ideally, I mean, it's nice to think that we're sort of functioning at high enough levels psychologically to part ways amicably and we both sort of understand without a great deal of vitriol what took place and what it was the result of, but usually it's not the case. Does that not happen with you? I want to ask you that question. What's the last breakup and what happened? Yeah, well, I think I wanted to be in a relationship. Uh, <laughs> I think at that point I desired whatever I thought. I wanted to be part of it enough to paint a personality on something or on someone that I think I gave them too much credit for having a sort of quiet dignity. I think the idea that still waters run deep is not necessarily true. Sometimes they're just flat fucking water. You know, it doesn't mean. That Are you saying treasure that you there. put? It's like they were blank paper, and you filled in blanks. To some degree, there are people uh, that make it sort of easy to, um, yes, do that with. And depending on what where we're at in our lives and where we're at emotionally, I think it can be. Uh, I think we can tend to. I think I tweeted something about love as nature's. LSD because you're going to see things that aren't really there, something like that. You know, it's like, and that I think to some degree is the case, I think, which is... I think you're saying a mouthful. I think we do yeah. that all the time, and it's actually terrifying. Someone doesn't say right. something, and then you, as the other person, will go like, I really need this. And yeah. something in our DNA that will go, I'm going to assume she's thinking about that right now. Absolutely. But right? I don't think... I, I think it's... Yes. I think it's, it's <laughs> DNA related, and it's also... It's also related to where we're at emotionally and psychologically at that point. It's like, it's if you're in the kind. I mean, the idea of codependence is that you're not healthy enough to see your way outside of something that's really unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And so you guys are both sort of dependent upon, I guess, the chaos or something, and you can't get out of that that loop. You are know? you drawn into relationships that kind of have? I don't a think chaos so. I don't think them? I'm codependent in the sense that. <clears throat> Whatever the equivalent of is of domestic violence for a guy, like you know, if if I think there you see in an extreme example, um, I remember talking to a stripper or something. It was like, why do I always hook up with guys that hit me? It's like because you're dating your coke dealer, you fucking moron. 
Um, you know, but it's and I think that's really codependent, you know, yes. Whereas I, I think I'm not super high functioning psychologically, but I am definitely not enough to keep you out of that trouble. Yeah. Let me let yeah. me say I'll walk away from something that's oh, not really unhealthy. Yeah. Good for you. Oh yeah. Let me tell you my shit just to hear sure, what yeah. you think of it. Yeah. Because like I when you're talking about codependency, I know I have some of that and I'll stay in something. We all have some of it, man. And I think it reflects to that um the chaos of my of my childhood. This this is all psychology one oh one stuff. Sure. But then I'm with people that like will scare me and like make me feel unsafe and then all of a sudden uh, a light switch switches and suddenly it's it's paradise. It's really great. And then it's like really shitty. Yeah. And I was in that for a while. And then I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's because that's like one of a type of addiction. I've only really had one or two things like that. Yeah. But I'm afraid of doing that again. Because it took me so long to get out. When you say walk Absolutely. away, presumably on a motorcycle. It's very, it's very challenging <laughs> to walk away, man. Yeah. It really is. And and like any relationship, I mean, I guess because there are so many parts of us that want it to work, the, the idea of it not working becomes so distasteful that you're willing to put up with things that you otherwise shouldn't put up right. with. Right. Because what does the relationship failing mean? What does it mean? It's a what good I'm saying, like, do you, you say we want it so badly to work, and that yeah. made me think I was like, the failure of the relationship makes me think of the failure of all things. You know what? I, I, yeah. I sometimes get uh, weird and overly deep, and I, I bet you do too. I'll watch a sports uh, a sports game, yeah. <laughs> and I've said this on the show before, and I'll go, "This makes me sad." There's mm. all these people here, and we're all acting like this means something. And then I go, yeah. "Oh no, that's what we're doing with everything." And then that'll give me yes like a and crisis. No, I think if you're reading, I think. Are you going to hit me because solipsism? <laughs> no, no, no. I know. I know exactly what you mean by that. The sad part about everybody being emotionally wrapped up in their team and, you know, and the fact that they follow it religiously and, they're, you know, they're living on chicken wings and, and, and <laughs> so much of America, it feels as though there's some sort of downward spiral culturally, which is connected to the, you know, systemically connected to the ESPN having four channels and this rotating, this never ending sort of <laughs> coverage of these fucking people who can put a ball in a hole. But... We're, we're, and yes, it's like on on. I mean, on a. But then there are there are things that, that four channel. There are four channels. There are four, and they operate twenty four hours. hours. A day. <laughs> and the fact that that's a successful business model. If they made a fifth, that'd be a huge cheer. Yeah, you want it, but it's it's representative of, of there's there's of there's of some deficiency in terms of our our culture. I would imagine. I mean, I listen. I am a huge fight fan. I I, I love, I watch it, I read it, I follow it. Um, Ultimate fighting is that what you're saying? And boxing. Oh, and boxing. The fight game in general. I mean, I. I, um, But yeah, I think in general, when you have people that have an allegiance to their team and they haven't considered what that allegiance means, it's like you can be a fan of an individual, you can be a fan of 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 an organization, of a culture, but to be like really into a group of ten guys who all would have paid, would played for somebody else if given another twenty grand in the contract, it's just like. Just acknowledge the irony inherent in your allegiance to a group of people who will have no allegiance to themselves, essentially. Right. Um, and then we can talk about whatever you're a fan of. Otherwise, you're just a <laughs> fucking whack job. You're just another dude painting his face who has, is, is not reflective of anything <laughs> and has no idea who you are or why you're doing it. Can I? And you're a fucking sheep and you're the reason why, you know, fascists come to power, I think. 
I guess. You know. <laughs> Can I put this to you? Whenever I'm yeah. at a, when I watch a sporting thing, or it doesn't even matter. I, I don't mean to shit on sports because there's kind of an element of this in a lot of different things. But it'll say like Toyota, the yeah. official truck of the Boston it's Red the Sox. Official truck. It's like who? The, and it works. It's so. It it's, works. People go. Yeah. You got a Toyota? That's yeah, the truck yeah, that's of the truck. Uh, Manny. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah I don't yeah, even yeah, know who's yeah, on the team. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like it's. I'd, it's I'd, sad. I'd like to point this and be a little bit more difficult. Uh, because it's easy for me to make fun of sports, and I uh, clearly love hearing you make fun of sports. And then I think about like what we're doing currently, uh, podcasts. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this show is twice a week, and it's about like two hours. Sorry yeah. if you didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm going to feed the meter a little bit. But yeah, yeah, it sometimes yeah. goes two hours depending yeah. on meter filling. Yeah, but I'm just saying uh, we're all. Play, paying into this Here, here's, here's my question mm. Either everything means nothing And I'm at a sports game And I'm like This is nothing And that makes me feel hollow Or everything is everything No And I go This I is think, everything Right There's there's a Well But I, there's there's a place in between I think that You know We like to We like to be able To sort of um, What's it the, the sort of um, On a continuum Between I, I, it gets pretty hyper philosophical. It's like yes, everything is everything, and nothing is nothing, depending on the prism that you're looking through. But I think there are gradations in between things that are, uh, you know, sort of life affirming and engaging on a soulful, intellectual level that is more substantial. I think if you're reading Jeremy Bentham and you're trying to or doing some sort of existential consideration, I think that is on a scale of kind of that which is substantial. I mean, there's, we need balance, so sports are great for that as well. But when you don't do any of the other considerations and are just into sports, if that's your everything, mm-hmm. you're going to end up less interesting than if, uh, than if reading uh, George Bernard Shaw is your everything right. or, or some other you know, guy. And then I think really you're saying thing. the guy that likes George Bernard Shaw and also is a diehard Red Sox fan. Like that, that's a pretty yeah, – that that, that's a cool cat I think you would say. It's not only is it cool, but it's a guy who can sort of acknowledge the idea that being a diehard fan of any group of people that play with a ball yeah. is going, yeah, it's a little wacky, but it's something I really enjoy. Right. You know, it's you, when you go, this is really meaningful. And you really mean that it's really meaningful, right? And you don't get the inherent irony in the way you feel about it. Then I, then we have no play common ground to discuss anymore. Right. It's like talking to a member of the Taliban. It's like, oh yeah, okay. So you believe that everybody should die for this reason because the book says that. It's like, right. okay, well we have no no more room for conversation anymore. <laughs> and that's you know, if you paint your face the game and you don't get that, that's a little wacky. Done. Have a good night. Go live your life. Just do it. I wish you'd move to another place, but do what you got to do. I, is it, isn't, I guess, you know, it's funny because I'm here agreeing with you and I'm yeah. just trying to uh, make it uh, the other side. The theater of it, I suppose. Mm. I've seen grown men crying when the Red Sox lost an important game yeah, or whatever. Yeah, these are, these are, these are big, big, big <laughs> major issues like that. <laughs> But, know, but is, or is there a yearning? Like people, what I like is passion. I love passion, and yeah. I love interest, and I think curiosity. These are great things. That I appreciate be a naked chick on a stage, but the guy in the corner that just mortgaged his car because he's passionate about about getting her phone number, and he's blown twenty grand to try and get her to be his buddy, and in the end, he's never going to get laid. I don't know. I mean, there's passion, That's and then there's That's delusion. Great. That's great. That's you know, great. That's it's like I great. had another idea about like the idea. <laughs> I appreciate a naked girl. The idea of passion and delusion. I mean, I don't. I had an idea like, oh, the, no, I don't know. No, I, go, go, green lights. No, no, no. I was just trying to think about what it was or the context it took place in. It was something I was writing about. You know, it's just what people are willing 
to believe if they don't if you're not reflective enough to sort of acknowledge the irony inherent in almost everything we do then you become crazy so or someone I can't talk to it's important to keep one foot out of the tub sort of thing always yeah man. even with comedy because I'm thinking about you have fans are they weirdos some are, some aren't. Just like anybody else, I would imagine. You know, there are people that come up to you and are are thoughtful and be like, "Oh, I was affected by, or something made me think about this," and and they're really sweet and they're people you could spend time with. And sure, other people saw something on television and are responding to a wacky sort of um, experience of pop culture through television as if the television is what's important. It's, it's if you did something on television that happened to be genuinely interesting. Shouldn't matter whether you did it on stage in this room or in front of somebody at a table or on television. Television is just a way to broadcast something. Right. So the idea that television would be inherently impressive because it's television is utterly absurd, especially in a day and age where there are three hundred channels and YouTube on, and everything. Whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. it's fucking you know, and that's what happens when you have a popular when people aren't thinking for themselves. You end up behaving in really wacky, dopey ways, and yeah. ultimately will. It's a harbinger of the decline of Western civilization, clearly. <laughs> clearly, we're headed down. Are we going to the commune? We're going down. No, the commune, yes, in a sense. Can we go to the commune? Can I tell you, yeah. I when I'm falling asleep, I'm often like, why don't we all live together? That's what I, th- I think, things like that. Well, listen, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, that, there's nothing wrong with that with that idea. Can I put this to you? Yeah. I was just having this conversation. I'm, I'm the weird guy that's like... We should uh, we should all buy a bunch of houses and, and some right. farmland and we'll all live there. And, <clears throat> and the thing that people go, they, they say, uh, at what point do we all start fucking? And that's why we don't do it. It's because of fucking. That's why we don't do it? That's like the one, that's at least, <laughs> see, I'd like to hear what your thoughts are. When I'm talking about moving in with my friends, right. and then they're like, at what point do you think we should start swinging? Or does that, like, you're like, let's swing. And then people get uncomfortable and then we don't live and grow corn together. Swinging as an obstacle to... Um, a more evolved sort of a, 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 swinging as an obstacle to the idea of being on a commune. Well, I've done both. I've been to both. <laughs> you've lived on a commune, and you've done some swings, swingings. I don't know what to say. Oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 I my first girlfriend for you. We met, had a threesome that, and I met her essentially in a threesome. But the uh, you met her in a threesome. Yes, the swing game, didn't you? My brother was a swinger. My brother's a psychologist, and he was a... Older? He did some swing. No, he's a couple of years younger, but not... It, but the, swinging is... Intro- I, I remember going to this place. It was downtown by South Street Seaport. It was in a five-floor townhouse that used to be a restaurant during the day. And they actually had a decent buffet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that should they be did. a TV show because the, the humor of you, buffet. you were looking forward, and then you looked at me and went, "They actually had a decent buffet." They really that, did. You really wanted to connect good. for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the interesting part. So they had a decent buffet in a townhouse. Yeah, you know, I guess you just swing like anything else. It was an interesting kind of. I, I'm not a, s- a swinger in that I would want to go with somebody I really cared about, and other people would fuck him. It just sounds too messy, but. Emotionally messy. I, I, I'm not making a joke. Oh no, for me it sounded too physically. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but, the, but yeah, certainly there's an emotional liability. But if I didn't, if I wasn't, you know, if I didn't have a real thing with the person, I okay. Would, well, tell I me, did, you couldn't be talking about a uh, more interested or less experienced person. So, it, it, where where do we find this townhouse? 
It was near South Street. Seaport's not there anymore. Yeah, but I mean, like, how do you hear about it? Oh, whoa. Oh. Your brother? I was 18. I was You're going... 18? Yeah, I was hanging out with this... Jesus Christ, I'm guilty about jerking year off. Old. You're going to a no, swinger party? No, I lost my party? virginity when I was 12 to a hooker in Mexico. But the, I, I was when I was 18... What? Yeah, I did. When I was 18... <laughs> but I was going on 13, but I knew. the. Um, you were 12? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was 12? Going on, it was close to 13. Was there uh, grass on the field? I don't remember. I mean, I, I came, you know. I, I I don't know what was on the field. <laughs> but the, uh, you don't remember your field? I don't remember uh, field. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, we'll get back to that, I guess. Yeah, but like anything else, I guess the swing, you just don't want to take it too Where did you hear it? You're 18 years old. Yes. And you read My about it? My brother's friend, this 30-year-old Puerto Rican chick. She was great, great. Uh, I still have very fond memories of her. And she used to, I don't know how she got wrapped up, but she had friends there and she... I walked in. And it was a re- it was kind of like a restaurant with a dance floor, and then it's like after like I was like, wow, these people are dressed like that woman's wearing lingerie in a way like there's something conspicuous about the sexuality, but I didn't really know what it was because I'd never been to a swing club. <laughs> and then uh, that's the name and then of your memoir. There's something conspicuous <laughs> yeah, about yeah. the sexuality. Yeah, and then everybody started <laughs> peeling off into this one room, and then uh, yeah, before you know it, they're just in there fucking. I was like. This is interesting, you know? Here's and then the woman I was with just pointed another girl out who she was friends with. And then that girl took me by the hand and, you know, cut till I was in a chair and with my socks around my hand. We were fucking, and right next to her was her husband. Wearing a bag? No bag. Yeah, yeah. Put a condom on. She did all the work for me. She put on the condom. Yeah, and then just hopped on. I mean, for her, it was just a Tuesday, you know. But the uh, <laughs> but her husband, her husband was right next to us. It was a real scene. What was he doing, playing the cello? No, he was eating his other broad out. <laughs> <laughs> Laser accuracy for using broad, too. Yeah. My favorite term for a yeah, woman is broad. Yeah, like to bring it back. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I have about 5,000. Yeah, sure. You're in a swing swinging situation. Okay, yeah. and uh, I, I'm with you. That sounds that sounds. They had like a big ZD there. I was like, well, "How is this good?" I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> really, the buffet they really did the right thing, and all nice people. And it also it reduces. <laughs> it does. It reduces the sense, the anxiety. Like there's very little violence in places like that because everybody's brought their own tail. So you don't have a bunch of guys at the end of the night that have drank too much and they just got and they're off frustrated. A Navy guys getting off a boat and they're frustrated. And there's either going to be either somebody's fucking or there's going to be a fight, right? And when everybody's invested in in you know in when you're fucking in the same room and everybody's in the same room, there's real investment in maintaining an equilibrium that's conducive to that sort of behavior. If somebody's acting like a jerk off, then everybody gets uncomfortable. And you're all spinning you're the all same. Banging. Yeah, you're spinning the same plate. Yes. Okay. All spinning the same plate. Oh, another title for your book. I like it. <laughs> I can't wait for your book. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is my yeah. question for you. Although, please, any any thoughts you have. Uh, so you're, we're swinging, right? Yeah. And here I am. I'm swinging, and I'm having sex with uh, this broad. Yeah. And then, uh, and there are all these other people having sex. And yeah. then I come. Yeah. That's where I'm like that. That that takes a real uh, hyper uh, evolved person, perhaps, or the to opposite. come yeah. and be or the opposite. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know which it is. And you're empty, and your id is is sleeping, yeah. and your testosterone is zero, yeah. and fucking is the last thing on your mind. And you look over, and that guy's peeing in her hair. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Right, yeah. How do you yeah. do that? You're just like... You, you go to the buffet. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, that's, when, that's when you go. That's when you go to the buffet. <laughs> you don't go before. <laughs> that's what the buffet is for. <laughs> 
That's exactly where you go when you feel like I've that. never laughed harder. No, you go to Buffalo. I've Street. never laughed harder in my life. You really do. You just head right over there. And, and the you, big ziti. It's surprisingly You have good. a ziti. You have a ziti, some iced tea. Because they don't serve alcohol. It's not that kind of establishment. And they... Uh, and there's a, you know, you get about a yeah, 30 minute refractory period. And you go back in and you shake it up. You go refuel. <laughs> it's like a 24 hour Le Mans. You go, you refuel, and then you shake it back up in the other room. <laughs> it's a Le Mans. <laughs> oh my God. No alcohol? No, what do you think? These are a bunch of degenerates? There's no alcohol there. <laughs> You're dealing with classy people. <laughs> it's not like a bunch of fucking these. These people are not drinking beer. No, this is um. No, there's no alcohol allowed. Last time I made out with somebody, I, I yeah. took a break and I and I was like, hold on a second, and I had a cocktail. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that, was, that, that was just making out with a no, regular no, person that, you know, that I. You that's know. good too. I mean, it's all you know. What I'm saying is, I admire the man. This buffet man who I just don't. needs a little rigatoni to get going. Yeah, no, I know I, what you mean, right? I, I to hear this story, I'd like a cocktail. Yeah, no, I hear you, but the <laughs> the uh, yeah, no, some of those guys. <laughs> but the, listen, there are people that are just just a bunch of monkeys, just animals, and then there are people bonobos. Yeah, well, yeah, is that a word? Bonobo, bonobo is That's the right. is the type of monkey or, or primate. That does the most fucking. So oh, the really? argument, uh, the book Sex at Dawn, oh, that for for like not non non monogamy, yeah, basically, right. or if you cheat and you want to understand why maybe you cheated and like heal from yeah. cheating and, and be monogamous, the argument points to the bonobo and the bonobos are people they do prostitution, they bring like sugar cane in exchange for sex, they have orgies. Two groups I of bonobos the, meet and they just everyone fucks. Yeah, I thought there was the capuchin. There was a there was a, pr- a primate prostitution experiment I read about, but the but the um, um, really? Yeah, they taught them how to use coins in the one for like grapes and cubes of jello. It was a capuchin monkey. It was a study at Stanford, I believe, in economics. And they taught them how to use coins. And really? Was, yeah, so the one monkey ended up having his fill of grapes. He ate more grapes than he could handle, and then he still had coins. And so he gave it to some female monkey, and he fucked her, and then she went and bought the jello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? And that was repeated several times. This was it not wasn't a one-off. It wasn't a fluke. It, it wasn't was no a fluke. fluke. No, no. This chick was a real whore. <laughs> so you're saying some of these fluke. people are a little bit more in touch maybe with their inner bonobo or coin-carrying prostitute monkey. Right. But I guess if if somebody – I guess it's all about the – it's about the way in which someone approaches it and the mind frame they're in when they approach it. If you're just – if you just smoke some crack and you're going nuts and you're a, you're essentially a bonobo, then <laughs> – then there's nothing in admir- there's nothing that's the crack ad- bonobo. Yeah, but there's nothing to really <laughs> admire about that. It's like your inhibitions haven't been reduced by way of really considering yourself and our culture. Your inhibitions have been reduced because you didn't have any in the first place because you're a fucking bonobo. Right, right, right. Uh, but if you, you're saying there are intellectuals that, that yeah, do this, swinging. yeah, my brother knew a guy who was a philosophy professor, like very sort of. No, that doesn't make this it. This kind of goes back whatever. to the sports thing. It's not just a face all painting about guy. The way. It's all. It's it's all, the prism. It's the prism. It's it's the way you approach it. There are plenty of you know. Woody Allen's a huge fan of of sports, but oh, uh, that's right. You I thought you were going to say swinging. No, are there no, any no. famous intellectual swingers? I can't. I, I don't know. Yeah, anything. yeah. Uh, Stephen Hawking likes hanging out in swing clubs. Ironically, is that true? Yeah, I've heard. This sounds like a bit. That's what I read about. I no, will believe you. It's not a bit. It's not a bit. If it would be too hacky, it, but you like a sprinkle. 
over the course of an hour, I don't mind a couple of hacky bits, but I'm not making up, not not hack like that. That's a dirty piece of hack. <laughs> you heard no. Stephen Hawking's love swinging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine with yeah. the voice box? And yeah. people are like, oh, God, I heard it coming a mile God. away. God, no. So you lost, okay, let me, it seems to me, if I'm picturing your childhood correctly, you're growing up, your mom is this free spirit. Is yeah. your mom still with us? Yeah. So is she still a free spirit? Yeah, she lives in Manhattan on 10th Street in East Village. She grows most of her own vegetables on the roof and also makes honey. She keeps bees. She's one of the f- she's one of the very few beekeepers in all of Manhattan. Is that right? Yeah. I I just got I just watched that bee documentary about yeah. how important bees are. I bet they your pollinate mom pollinate all the plants. They fucking take care of everything yeah. that we eat and that fuels the oxygen and stuff. Of sorts, and yeah. then the government is getting rid of the bees by feeding them sugar water. And oh, we're we're, we're destined for it. I mean, listen, this is That's clearly we're on the downslope of our trajectory as a nation. You know, something that was at once sort of relatively we're Rome. noble or dignified when Thomas Jefferson wanted to do what he wanted to do. We're clearly on the downswing. You know, because of I'm not joking. Because of things like bees, not a joke. Well, because, bees because, are just a, are a, a component of a larger deficient sort of culture. Right. I mean, when, you know, when, I mean, it, if you combine bees and sort of reality shows and aspirational marketing, the idea that we you need that because you need it, and there's no yeah. justification for it. Right. People have bought in. When when capitalism becomes God, then you're on your, the downswing. It's, it's, we're, we're clearly headed south. You think in, in our lifetime? That's, a, that's such an unfair question, I guess. Well, we're already know? 15th in the American dream. I mean, from an econo- in an economic context, the idea that the American dream is something that we call the I mean, I have a bit about it that I won't do, but it's that. it's Essentially, it's based on the, the idea that we should be changing the name of the American dream. There are 14 countries that are, statistically, you're more likely to achieve. the If the American dream is putting your kid through school and buying a house, then you're more likely to achieve that in 14 other countries. I mean, that's insane. That's crazy. We still call it the American dream. It's like, you know. They probably, they probably call it there, whatever the other yeah, countries are. Yeah, but they're not are. lying. You're in Denmark and you're like, the American dream. <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah, no, yeah. no one well, gets it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Denmark's one of them. Oh, yeah, the Nordic countries. I'm sure. Oh, those Nordic countries. Why don't we go there? Why don't we do all the they things? They won't let you in. Well, there, there's one. That's part of the key to their happiness. <laughs> let me let me put this by you because I just I just really enjoy your brain. The idea that uh, that we don't want to do the things that are good for us that we want to destroy ourselves. This has been coming up in my brain lately. The idea that oh, you, sure. you talk about we need that's a good one. We need li- light and dark. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, you're you know. you're fucking prostitutes when you're 12, and I'm, I'm saying that with full respect. That's a little bit of uh, the wild side, I suppose. And there's a need in that. I think I think maybe if we have well, there's a self-destructive and a self-destructive. Yeah. I didn't want to say that, but that seems a little destructive. Yeah. That seems a little uh, reckless. Well, I guess. clearly, it's it's representative of somebody who was not. You're not forming in, in a reasonable way. I would imagine. Well, your a young brain person. didn't fully form for six years after that. Your brain was still growing when you had sex with a, pr- a prostitute. Right, right. But even pr- prior to that, I mean, the kind of kid who would go and do that, and and both has either the means or the ac- or the means and the access, and then the inclination to do so. Right. Is, is, why didn't there's something off? Why aren't you on off. the commune fucking some girl named Rainwater? Well, I didn't spend that much time there, and also that was very much frowned upon. This was the kind of commune that. Ah, that my friends want to have no swinging. <laughs> there was no swinging, and if you weren't married, there was no premarital. It was no, it was a, they were serious. And wait, uh, you had to be married to be a part of the commune. No, but you if you wanted to have sex while you were there, if you wanted to sleep with the other person in the room where the, wherever the sleeping quarters were, I believe there was some sort of. You had to be in a full-on relationship with the per- or married. There was no like really? free love going on. Really, and we're sleeping no. in the same room. Which. 
Which That's, for me always seemed like part of the upside of commune living. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get rid that. of that puritanical. I think the yearning of the Stephen Hawking's and the swinging and all that sort of stuff yeah. and the bonobo writing people sex at dawn style right, yeah, is yeah. saying, hey, let's see what happens if we stop hating ourselves and yeah. our urges. Yeah. But then somehow that gets misinterpreted to having sex with a prostitute, uh, n- not just right. you, yeah. but like it gets turned into some weird thing. It, yeah, the, although, I, I mean, ironically, there's nothing less weird than having sex with a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, the most normal thing in the world. Well, tell okay, I have so many questions about the... It's, uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that, that we live in a world where people need or want to prostitute themselves. Yeah. But the sexual drive is, you know, such that the, the, it seems as though there'll always be a market for it. Well, it's I, you know, it's so funny. I was just thinking about prostitution as I walked around this... Uh, Comic yeah. book shop. This is not fake. Yeah, no, and I was sure. looking at the weird anime dolls they have here. They're yeah, just hot you know scene. statues. Uh, What's that? Hot scene. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> oh, you're just saying hot yeah, scene. I'm yeah, sorry. Like, oh, yeah. I thought it was a reference. Oh yeah, the hot no, scene, no, no. Akira. I know. No, I know all the great ones. No, I don't so know they, their name. they have, and and Japan more than anyone gets this weird male fantasy of this like grown little girl. Well, it's a repressed culture. It's and it's a repressed and I look at yeah, that. Germany at, makes more animal porn than any other country in the world. If you're that good at math, at some time, at some point, <laughs> you know, if you're that if you're that rigid and structured, <laughs> you know, you're gonna like some weird. And that day rolls around, you want to see somebody hump a sheep. We know. <laughs> No, if all you're talking about is fractions, you got to see a, a llama go down on a man. No doubt about it. <laughs> the sexy animal, by the way, the llama. <laughs> a good look, it's a good looking load bearing. <laughs> you go into an animal prostitution uh, place. Do you have any load bearing animals working today? I'd really like something with girth. So I'm looking at that thing. And I, I thought I was like, it's so weird. When I was a kid, I was so drawn to that, like cartoon women. Yeah. Like uh, Mad Magazine used to sure, really yeah. turn me on. It still kind of does, to be honest. Yeah, why I, wouldn't it? I'm looking I at these I think if somebody's car- being honest, it should. I'm being honest. I know. I think if anybody's being honest, if you're looking at that and it doesn't turn you on, then there's probably something more wrong with you than if it does. Thank you very much, Dev you know. The point well, of this no. show, I think that's the point of the show. Yeah, and, just, and, uh, and, and that's exactly what I've been trying to say since I walked in this No, show. I don't mean just this show. I mean the entire <laughs> the podcast. Of, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, uh, there's nothing wrong with uh, the things that are wrong with you, is what I'm saying, if that is even anything wrong. Here, let me, let me drive it right. home, and then I'm going sure, to let yeah. you have it. I'm looking at the doll, and she's just you know some sailor moon in a bikini, and she looks great. Yeah. And I'm looking at her, and I'm like, it's weird that I'm, I'm 33, and I've only just started to realize that that's completely an illusion. Sex has evolved in um, really understanding that there's another person involved sort of thing. And then I was like, the only way you could have that is if I'm a businessman and I go to, like, Lost in Translation and I go to Japan and they send, like, a role-playing yeah. actress yeah. prostitute yes. up to your room yeah. that's going to be like, hee don't, oh, yeah. don't rip my stocking. That sort yeah. of, that scene in that movie, that's where you get that. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I get prostitution. In that moment, I was like, I guess I get it. Had you not, had you not gotten it in that sense before no not really really it, I, you know what it is i can't even enjoy strip clubs dove and i don't yeah. say that to be cute or, or pander to i don't female usually listeners. either but for this for probably different reasons than you i'd love to hear because you when you said i appreciate a naked woman on stage i'd, I'd love to hear all your thoughts on all no this. no no i mean just the idea that it's Tell me. it's well it's antithetical in a sense it's like you you go in you you with the objective, you go in looking to get turned on, and yes. then you, you pay money to do that, and then you all with the knowledge that you have to leave, mm-hmm. having satiated none of what you came in for. Right. 
you know. I've it, never gotten an erection in a strip club, ever once. No. And one time I was in Montreal, and yeah. apparently they're better there. I just found them worse, sadder. Well, when they say better, they mean they take money for sex. The high, there's a high probability of buying sex. Is, what they mean. is that what it is? Yes. Dove, what am I doing? <laughs> no, 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 not, no, not that just... I want to buy sex, but I'm just like... I, uh, you're allowed to touch them, which I just found pathetic. It was just like a rule. It's like, you may yeah. touch me. And I was like, this is sucks. Here, I'll tell you, this is embarrassing. Yeah. Never admitted this on the show before. Yeah. I had a Viagra with me. Okay. Yeah. My friend gave me a Viagra. I call my doctor my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. <laughs> so I had a Viagra. Yeah. And uh, I was like, I've never gotten hard in a strip club in my life. So you gave it a shot. Yeah. Took, a, took half a Viagra, which is way more than I need. I don't, no, by the way, I'd like to point out that nobody yeah. has erectile dysfunction. It's a recreational drug that you enjoy sometimes. Yeah, so sometimes, say, sure. Especially sure. if there's cocaine involved. Go ahead. <laughs> which, really? looking at me, you know there is. <laughs> Katie, give me my uh, Coke bag. I don't even know <laughs> yeah. what to say. So I take, uh, I take this Viagra, seeing if it would work. Nothing. I'm feeling really? this girl up. Technically, all these sexy th- things are happening yeah, yeah. and uh, and I remember my, my hand went too close to her vagine yeah, yeah. sorry for the bore out reference it went too close to her vagina yeah. and I remember I could feel the heat off of it <laughs> that's yeah. how close it was and yeah. she's like you can't do that and I was like and I wasn't even trying to feel her vagina right, it was like right. an honest mistake yeah, and sure. it was in that moment more important that she understood that that was an honest mistake than anything yeah. it, my dick went inside my body I became right, a lady yeah, for a moment right. I was like this is the least erotic thing in the world Well, I, why I, don't you enjoy them good or, for you really I think so. You know I, what, because Dev, I'm sitting here going good for you. Even fucking a, a prostitute when you're 12, I'm kind of like, hey, it sounds like you've let yourself off the leash a little bit. And 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 I'm kind of like a weird guy that can't get hard in a strip club. Is that bad? Well, I mean, listen. I, I, Help if, me. If, but if the indication <laughs> is that we're flip sides of a similarly dysfunctional coin, I mean, there could be something to that. But I think in general, I would prefer to have more of what you have. I would prefer to have more equilibrium. I would prefer to not have being in between these two things you'd like to inch it a little this way yeah i think the continuum between being just sort of very instinctually sexual without without the the encumbrances of emotion mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. or if that's an encumbrance i mean maybe this is isn't super easy to articulate but i wish that i had more of an emotional connection with the idea of sex i mean i've lived in such a way that, I mean, it's been so con. I mean, I, I mean, just constant tale. <laughs> I mean, you that's know. one of those terms. That's your. That's what I meant when I said call it's it. Been, call you know, it's I, been uh, truly cat. I mean, I've, tale. I, 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 there's probably, I mean, I haven't gone a, a week without. I mean, years. Really? Tons. Is that what? Oh God, I'm so naive, but this is real, not a character. Is that what's happening at the cellar? I used to, I used to hand yeah. out flyers right on West Third Street. Yeah, I used to. I used and to. you'd walk by in yeah. your leather jacket, and yeah, I'd literally look at you and I'd go, "Someday that guy." And then yeah. I realized that that's not exactly my scene. The Big J, the Kurt Metzger, uh, you. Uh, well, I don't know that that's my scene either. But as I'm not. Far and as, I'm not trying to put you tail. in a box here. I'm just saying. It oh no, seems no, I'm just to saying. Me, as far as back in those days, I was married. Yeah, and yeah. it seemed that was the. Stay out late, do some do some drugs, and fuck some girls. Well, I think I think over there, I think the guys that I end up staying at it was Atel was always out late. He was always on the last, and uh, and Geraldo once in a while would. Hang. I mean, it was it did certainly become a culture that. But I had already I was already accustomed to that. I was already just right. getting into comedy. You know, I mean, I. You know, it was I, a natural progression. It was a natural progression. Yeah, for me, sex has always been. I mean, you know, I've been. I mean, since I was fifteen, I've been fucking. 
I mean, just, yeah. I mean, it was just a lot of women around, which is something that there was always access to. And then, and it became, you just, the way, just. Is your. Uh, thing to do. This is weird. That's the name of the show. Is your sex appeal? Uh, so you say something on your on your album uh, that really made me think about your approach to sex that I bet women respond to, mm-hmm. which is women at a club or whatever won't go home with you because they're like, "I'm with my friends," and you're like, yeah. "I'm with my friends. I want to yeah. go home with you." And I gave them a ride. I know right, I just yeah, kind of right, probably right, butchered it yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And then you say, "That's how committed yeah. I am to getting in between you and your genes." Right. Right. Which I thought you meant G-E-N-E-S, but then I got it. Hilarious. <laughs> it's so funny that you thought that that's what it meant. I thought you meant you're going to have really a baby. Funny. I know. That's so funny. I want to fuck up you your You were actually pool. thinking genetics. It's hilarious. <laughs> Good for you. But here, uh, well, that's, 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 the, uh, that's the intensity that I'm listening to your comedy because I know there's a lot of Easter eggs in there, a lot of good, yeah. uh, hidden goodness. Yeah. And I mean that. Wonderful writer. Check out the album. Yeah. What's it called? Um, uh, the Point Is? Yeah, the d- DVD is the, All right, the, the better DVD. one. Get the DVD. Get Filthy the... Operations. Filthy Operations. Fucking, fucking yeah. great. Sorry to butter your yeah. bread in the middle no, of the interview. Fine. But when you said that, here's my thought process that I, I wonder if, 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 if this won't make you uncomfortable, and I certainly don't want to, But because I, I don't want you to... I think it would be pretty hard to make me uncomfortable. Well, here's why I think... I, I always it... want to be open, and I, I think it would be as, as blatantly open or I, honest or whatever it is as but possible. when it comes to a man and his sex <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sometimes you run into a, a problem even an open person will be like really? well I don't want to I don't want to talk too much about my technique or whatever mm-hmm. so I'm talking about you and sex and what makes women comfortable with sex is in that bit you're demonstrating uh, a bluntness and an honesty yeah. where you're like I'm committed to fucking you I yeah. want to fuck you I'm not playing a game I don't want you to come over and watch a movie yeah. come over I like you. Let's fuck, yeah. and that's that's on you. That's in your musk. Sorry, now I've made yeah. it weird. No, but no, that's yeah. coming off of you. Sure, yeah. And I think women enjoy that comment. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I think I think some women do, and I think enough do that you end up with. I mean, certainly there's 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 an instinctual sort of. Um, I think there's a there's a virility combined with. Um, yeah, virility. That's with, it. But combined with you sort of, if you can communicate the way you feel about it in such a way that women don't feel really judged by what's taking place, mm-hmm. and you can sort of explain that in a way that's believable, or um, the probability that you just end up fucking is much higher because uh, you don't have all the encumbrances of that, that people inter- to internalize through contemporary culture, you know, and so you're just able to just go like ahead, emotion, you know. Like judgment, the emotion's part of it, but you can have sex and have fun with it. I think without and without um, whether or not emotions are a part of it. It's like uh, it just it's um. I think a lot of women feel judged. You know, hmm. I think if you can see I, yeah. that goes to the puritanical sort of let's let's let let's cut some ropes off this boat sort of thing let's relieve yeah. some tension and yeah. just relax everybody relax yeah. i feel this way maybe you feel this way i don't judge you for feeling that way do you judge me for feeling this way and next thing you know you're just you're just having intercourse yeah but the and also but and, and if you can do it really really but if you can describe it in such a way it's like uh, for me the idea of a slut was never about somebody wanting to have sex and was doing it you know as sort of a relatively high functioning individual adult I was sort of slugs like somebody's making out with her friend to get attention from somebody else and she doesn't actually want to fuck you know right. it's like if, if you're a woman and you're not doing it because you were locked in a closet 
by, by your uncle as you were molested. You know, it's like if you're not some do that some wacky shit going on and you want to have sex and it's not destroying you psychologically, then go do whatever the fuck you want to do. It's interesting. Can I put this to you? Yeah. Uh, I, again, not being cute, I've had a lot less sex than you. A lot less sex. Yeah. I lost my virginia when I was 22 to the girl that I married. Sure, God bless you. Thank you kindly. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, no, I don't have any regrets. I love my life. I feel sure, great about yeah, it. Yeah. But, you know, I've had sex since. Yeah. And then one of the things that I've noticed and I'd like to, I, I don't, Another thing, you know, as it, while you're saying that, I was thinking about how sometimes there's that that, that people make fun of. I remember, like Triumph, the insult comic dog yeah. went to outside when they had a Star Wars. I remember that playing yeah. Star Wars, and so they're making fun of these guys for not getting laid and sort of really being into sort of fantasy world or something. And I also thought there's something so fault in our culture, but like the the idea that if someone doesn't experience their life like that so if sex is not the objective and they want to play dungeons and dragons i would argue that dungeons and dragons is a more um uh either fulfilling uh or or interesting engaging and intellectually beneficial way to spend your time uh than pursuing meaningless sex at then a like cons it takes a lot of time for me, it's it's comedy. I, that's always been either that's how I rationalize it or whatever. But I've always been like, I'm not a fuck guy. I'm not trying. I'm not staying out till five a.m. trying to get yeah. laid. It's because I go to bed and I believe when I'm I sleep like eight, nine, ten hours, right, yeah. and that does my brain Definitely well. Simplifies it somebody's life. life. Yeah, I'm I, not juggling. I don't yeah. get eighteen texts from fifteen different people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm not Absolutely. lying. I don't have any. It, my mental energy is freed up. It's also why I don't follow sports. It's why I don't follow a lot of even uh, shows like uh, Game of Thrones, which I'm sure is great. I'm just like I can't know where like wherever yeah. Frost is and Pine Needle. I can't learn the geography of this fake land no. now. Yes. Maybe when, when Breaking Bad's over, maybe I'll free up some. No, real estate. I know what you mean, man. I know what you mean. There's only so much real estate, and you want to be careful what you build on it. Yeah, I. But I agree, and I, it is weird that we about what you're saying about Dungeons and Dragons and Star Wars. That Whatever. that might be a Whatever rich community of these people that I'm have just saying actual that, I'm just saying the idea of making fun of someone because they're not spending their time trying to fuck random women in bars yes. is a ridiculous idea, right? Because if you boil it down, I think there's a romanticizing of the the player. The guy, Don Draper, one of my favorite shows, Mad yeah, I've Men. Seen it. Uh, Mad Men is. Uh, I know what it is. Sure, I, I was. I don't. I don't know where I was going with that. You should have yeah. let me let me oh, keep should, going just finish? to be like, yeah, where sure, was he yeah. about to tell me what no, Mad Men know. is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, was yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I what I was about remote. to say. Yeah. I honestly didn't know what I was right. about to say. Mad right. Men. I think I was going to say is a good example of a show where a guy just like gets laid all the time and it's effortless. Don Draper sits down for thirty seconds. Someone comes up and goes, "Can we sixty nine? Yeah, that happens. A TV show. It's a TV show. Yeah. But this is what we're chasing. When the reality of it." Is if we want to follow some guys trying to get trying to get sex, what is my deal? Yeah, uh, we're looking at like a lot of strikeouts. We're looking at a lot of like compromising decisions. We're looking at lies. We're looking at like questionable rapey sort of situations where the girls blacked out or whatever. Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like a weird, convoluted, not that glamorous world. Some of the time, no doubt about it. I mean, it's not a life of firm. Listen, the kinds of people that are hanging out in the bar at two in the morning that you can fuck immediately or generally it's not a life-affirming demographic I and mean, you're not talking about people who have to get up early to you know to to sort of to, to go back to work on their dissertation about something right. meaningful and right talking about people who are running from whatever anxiety or pain you're experiencing in life and so whether you run into a fantasy world or run into meaningless sex i think it's all about trying to escape the human condition often yeah how what are you doing how do you escape that stuff i do a lot of banging <laughs> 
I mean, I've been talking to you. It's so funny. In that moment, I kind of forgot that you do all this fucking because you don't. You challenge my idea of the fucking guy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's somebody should. I think because if you're that guy, then who wants to be that guy? But you're not that guy. You're clearly not that guy. Well, I just read more than the average person who associate (laughs) with that guy. But to a degree, I'm that guy. (laughs) I guess. I mean. I mean, yeah, I yeah. I mean, listen, I've done things on this podcast. I've done, I I just hit myself like a gorilla. I didn't I didn't know how to respond to no, what you good. were saying. I've I've hurt myself. It makes perfect sense. Uh, tell me, we okay, mom. We get our sex from our parents. Mm. That's my theory. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, we learn sex from the worst place. Our family. Yeah. And sure. uh, you, you learn from watching them. You learn from your relationship, I think, with Or your, lack of a relationship. Or lack of even better, yeah. even stronger influence. So yeah. you're – I guess what I'm wondering is here I am, a guy who's always kind of been sympathetic to the hippie plight, to the yeah. idea of the compost, to the idea yeah. of the organic honey, to yeah. the idea of growing your own vegetables. I am and too. Yeah. Don't drink tap water and all that. Built, uh, I am too, yeah. Okay, good. Well, look, I'm drinking stevia soda. You understand? Yeah. Uh, so – I'm sympathetic with that, and when yeah. you talk about it, it sounds like it didn't work, and that interests me a lot. Well, it didn't work for me. I think if you had grown up on a commune, then you would uh, feel more yeah, that's what apart I, or less anxiety. As a kid, I, I had it awful up until the point I was, you know, people didn't talk to me. My mother was a hardcore hippie in an area where there were working class people. Nobody went to go into school. I didn't, none of my friends' parents had ever been to school. It's like... It was a junkyard in Jersey where I grew up, and it was a specific demographic. When and you then, say a junkyard in Jersey, you weren't literally in a junkyard, were yeah, you? Yeah, it was like it was dirt driveway. There was the junkyard. There was the house. Was really? 20 feet from the junkyard. Yeah, it's the whole place. It was a junkyard. You lived and in so, a junkyard? Basically, yeah, yeah. It was a house across the street. So, you see, I guess what I'm misunderstanding is you weren't taught in a yurt. You didn't learn Swahili songs no. in a year no, no, you went to a regular school you you, place, you were yeah. taken from a commune it was just in a no it's not as I was taken from a commune that's where my mother was my parents were divorced when I was two but continued to live in the same house for the following ten years my mother spent much of her time on it with these people in a commune uh, they would meet it near things on the upper west side of Manhattan and then would go out where to was where they it? bought oh, okay. some land upstate New York and that's where they would build their integrated housing and grow food and the rest of none of this stuff but for me, trying to reconcile those two worlds was uh, extremely uh, was very painful. I'm not in development, but I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> you know, no, no, <laughs> like why we're not making this? Well, is so interesting. The reason why is network development in general is usually contingent upon them wanting to do a deal with the personality. My personality is more dicey. It's more sort of, it's it's more dark. I mean, there are no, you know, sort of like an antihero. It's not right when you think about certainly network programs. Now, I could go to FX. Or something like that, which I've done, and you know, I had a deal with Showtime for a year. But, but that you, it's hard to uh, communicate. Like when you do real life, I mean, in a network, it seems as though either it's a drama or it's a sort of goofy right. joke box half right. hour show. Right. So it doesn't allow for. But that's why I feel like know. I'm sorry. I, I I'm sorry to bring no, show no, business sure, into no. this. But I am. In, I I only yeah. mean it kind of in the most encouraging way. No, I just I feel like there's a, there's no, a real no. place for that. It's so interesting. I feel like there is too, and I I think it is interesting, and I find it engaging. And I'm a white bread guy, and I'm on. Yeah. I paid for the whole seat, and I only need the edge. I've said that twice on the right, show. Right, I love right, that right, expression. Right. But uh, yeah. I I love that. I, yeah. I, so I don't know. Yeah, but I, you're, I'm like, you're I'm more like a interesting whole, than the average guy when you talk about. Certainly, listen. There are places to go. 
with it, and I am in the process of sure. doing that, and Good. writing it, and figuring it out. And, let me let me extract yeah. show business from sure, it, yeah. even though I, I I mean that no, no, high compliment. It's an interesting like, because it's something I need to figure out and, and yeah. access. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, commune in upstate New York, and yeah. you're spending your time in between. But she oh, yeah, wasn't I spent bringing enough you... time on the commune. Yeah, I mean, well, tell you know, me about would, your time on the commune. They would ohm around a salad. These were people that were, you, you know, actually. I mean, these were hardcore. This was not. This was not. Oh, they sort of would meet and talk and sing songs. I mean, right. They went to India. They were searching some. I remember you, they would there, talk about you know the third eye and the pineal gland. Yeah, all, all all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean, no, they, they were a real deal. Hardcore. And what did you walk away from? You say that you, you're hip to, to glass spring water, I'm guessing. Well, <laughs> no, no. Stuff. I mean, I, I think that they're, I everything that the hippies were certainly about, a sort of anti kind of, um, very skeptical about government. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea that, that the idea when people toss around the term patriotism or any sort of ridiculous fucking conservative Republican buzzword, it's like, it's... I, what I like about them was that they started out by thinking for themselves, and then once it became hippies, they were no longer thinking for themselves. They were liberal for the sake of being liberal, right? And it was a reactionary sort of thing. I You're towing a line. You belong to a corporation. Basically. Yeah, it's like the reaction. It's like uh, it's like I remember sort of I remember feeling when I walked into like there's an alternative comedy room that I, I wasn't initially accepted, but I liked them, and 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 I, I they saw me as something. Very different, as right. representative of some sort. Well, isn't of that interesting? Because we have that. Not. We have club alt. Absolutely, and and now so those are two corporations. Scene, yeah, they're two corporations. The right. alt scene becomes the same hacky sort of association of right. people wearing the same sneakers right. as the guy in the club doing jokes with the beer bottle. Thing, right, right, know, right, so. and the stool. I and I'm supposed to hate uh, Dane Cook, for example. That comes up a lot on the show, and I, Dane Cook makes me laugh. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, n- yeah. I, I can't vouch for everything he's done. I only see him from time to time. Yeah. Makes me laugh. But I'm yeah. supposed to, my uh, political party, right. we're supposed to go, fuck right. this guy. To when really I'm like, what the shit? We yeah. got some Monsters, Inc. level laughs happening that would power a small yeah, Pixar it's hard city. To, it's hard to, yeah, it's hard to, you know, you gotta, I guess the objective is to... To make up your your own mind, and, and people lapse into not doing that. Is that what happened on the commune? These hippies are like, now we're hippies, and it's capital H, and therefore, why there are you drinking yeah. inorganic wheatgrass or whatever? Yeah, there was some. Uh, I don't think that exists. There, I think, there <laughs> I think was, it does. Jamba <laughs> yeah, juice, there's no way that doesn't no have pesticides on it. <laughs> yeah. I think um, yeah, sure. that was such a cool glimpse into <laughs> both true? of us having gotten wheatgrass and Jamba <laughs> right, juice right, probably right. at some point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. um. You know, you're just trying to trying to walk a path that seems that seems our own. Yes, you know, and not become a part of, you know. But I don't know. I never had the chance to become part of a group because there was there was never any group that would accept me or one I could relate to. So I'm not a pro. I don't know. I mean, so you were an outsider. You're saying your parents not going to school outsider. and and really ostracized. Yeah, as but, a kid. But then by the time I got to high school, everything had changed. Because high school is cool to be the outsider? No. It it was all of the things that, all of like, you know, the school bus would pick me up in front of this junkyard and nobody <laughs> wanted to talk to me and it was sort of awkward. There was something. And all of the attributes, it became like the guy who was nobody wanted to talk to became the guy everybody wanted to talk. It's like one of those things at some point. It flipped. It just, it just flipped, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. When you yeah. say get picked up in front of the, I'm thinking of the movie The Bodyguard where they make the motorcycle. I'm like, you're the, you're the cool kid. You live in a I junkyard? Became, 
Yeah, no, but that well, when when you're a kid and you're getting on with dirty sneak, it's like in high school I became. Yeah, and you're having sex. Yeah, no, I yeah, I in high school, I, you know, it, it came from ostracized to the opposite. I was, I was sort of, but uh, but never felt some belonging. I was you still didn't outside. feel belonging. You, you know, it's bizarre, and I only say this to to relate because I I just want to be in the boat with you. Is I also yeah. felt that way too. Sure, I, yeah. I grew up in a. For all in, intensive purposes, I like to say, for all intents and purposes, I lived in a mansion, basically, in, in yeah. like an upper middle class, which is what everybody says to kind of code pretty much upper class, but not fan, not right, like, yeah, yeah, not the Sopranos, right. but also went to a nice high school, didn't yeah. live in a, a junkyard, but also was like, oh, I'm nowhere, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And sure. I, I bet, I bet, you know, I'm interested in those those di- those similarities, not dichotomies, similarities. Yeah. Where here's you, and it's obvious. We could put that on film, and here's me, and it's not obvious. But I bet. If you oh, could yeah, splatter yeah. our feelings on of paper, course. you'd go, oh, these kids feel kind of the I think same. So much of it, life is like that. I think, oh, I mean, you know, I mean, it's a, it's certainly, it's no new observation to think that there's a correlate between doing something either unique or original, or it requires that you go through a lot of anxiety and pain. Yes. I mean, to even getting a comedy is a very outside of the box well, kind that, of thing to do. That's that's how the, uh, uh, the so feeling... So I think if you felt a part of, I think most people that feel really comfortable you'd with peak. weren't driven out of it. You peaked in high school. Usually, yeah. You're done. You Usually. you were the king of a group and you were like, this is my group and I fit in and, right. and what I actually believe fits with what these people believe right. and There's I'm their leader. There's driving you out. Yeah. Why, why, look, I'm not putting those people There are examples people where that's down, not the of case. Course, of course. Eddie Murphy was the most popular guy at his high school. Is that true? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. And Robin... He was voted most popular. He's <laughs> <laughs> not like Dove's <laughs> opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't yeah. just your yeah, opinion. It was an official yeah, vote. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there was uh, an actual vote. Robin Williams also grew up uh, comfortably is, is what, yeah, I, would, yeah, what sure, I would call yeah. See, that goes back to you being a cool guy is like I, I consider being somewhat of a goof uh, yeah. a luxury of growing up in a nice neighborhood you you seem like you've been in a fight yeah, pain, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah sure but pain is pain I mean I was reading Alain de Botton who's this sort of contemporary philosopher and a really beautiful mind and he was just sort of talking about people's presumptions based on he grew up in a Swiss banking family and really is really sort of his writing is very kind of thoughtful and as somebody used the phrase imbued with humanity and it really is and it's like it's he experiences the world as awful in some ways as anybody who grew up in in any way and is as affected by whatever i, I don't know i mean you can't make regardless of where someone comes from what their experience was i, I don't know it's they're all feeling, such an individual subjective consideration yeah. and is their that, experience of it it's like whether or not someone whether it was about money or whatever socioeconomic crew they were a part of you right know? you can't make presumptions based on that i mean you can presume that they didn't become professional boxers as it relates to their background right like i wouldn't be a boxer do you box no, no. do you love boxing yeah I used to, yeah a little bit yeah and you, um, you've been in I, I i feel like such a like a like a like a baby yeah no no this thing been picked I, up i mean you know i've had my jaw broken i cut a guy's head open you cut a guy's head open yeah with a knife i got his whole head open yeah 50 stitches yeah really yeah um yeah, this is why I, I was jumped. I got jumped. And you I got had a jumped. Knife. Yeah. Why did you have a knife? Uh, because I knew they were. You know, there was just always an air. It was in the air. You know, people just bad, bad kind of people that hate themselves and looking for ways to. Gosh, that's crazy, know. man. That's crazy. I'm sorry that happened. Yeah, you know. What do you do? I mean, you know, I guess you swing, sorry to, Yeah, we're all sorry. You know, I'm sorry knife. to sub-Saharan Africa. I mean, it just is the way it is. You know what right. do you do? Right, right, right. Well, that, that goes back to the uh, the pain and the destruction being part yeah. of our experience, I suppose. Uh, yeah. How old were you when that happened? 18. 
18 years old. And uh, uh, I was arrested and charged with assault and battery with deadly weapon, and, but I didn't get indicted because it was clearly self-defense. I mean, when I went up before a grand jury and the guy wasn't even there to show up to indict me as a witness to indict me because – and DA can indict anything. I know you haven't been wrapped up in the legal system, but <laughs> – <laughs> How do you know that, the Doug? Old, yeah. You don't know me. Hey, you got that look. <laughs> old, uh, you know, yeah, uh, so the DA can indict anybody, meaning the they could The old phrase is the DA can indict a ham sandwich, meaning meaning it doesn't take much to indict somebody, and then the court will figure it out. Meaning I was so innocent of... I, that they clear didn't, I didn't even attack. indict you. They didn't even indict me, but the guy that was there that I caught, she couldn't show up because he was in jail at the time for breaking and entering. Mm. He was for breaking and for no home invasion. He was in jail for. I entered. I didn't break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, he was thoughtful. <laughs> He's the Seinfeld criminal. Yeah. I'm doing some entering. I'm yeah. not breaking. Yeah, uh, but a guy like you know was a dangerous guy. So how many people jumped you? Uh, it was a whole circle. It was a whole crew. Five, six, seven. So, yeah, I know what a circle is, Doug. Yeah. I grew up yeah. on the streets. Yeah. Five or more is a circle. I got yeah, it. But, you know, God, that's terrible. Was that traumatic? Uh. Yeah, I guess not in a way that I'm really cognizant of, but I'm sure. But if enough See, things happen, you develop a sand. Yeah, you have sand desensitization. But I mean, I guess there's a virtue to it. I look, some shit goes down. I'm yeah. following you. Nobody's following me. Right, but what is? But so what? <laughs> you know. But so oh no, what? there's nothing wrong. If if somebody wants good s'mores, they're following me. Nobody's going with you. Yeah, but good <laughs> good s'mores are uh, make your life better. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, I meant that as a good thing. I know, yeah, all of your life. You know? We like, all do what we do, but yeah. you do have sand. You, 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 you look uh, like you could be composed and, and calm in a situation. Yeah, I've dealt with enough of them. That yeah. Usually, yeah, there's a degree of composure. Yeah, you know, they could say the same about people that grew up in the Midwest around uh, around animals that can be startled easily. That sure. would, will kick you in the face, mule yeah. kick you, uh, a good weight uh, load bearing yeah. llama. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. mule no, kick you. Yeah, in the face. They're also yeah. calm. It doesn't have to be a junkyard it's knife just all fights. you listen everybody's desensitized to what what to, to what something. it is that they understand or know or have experience it's just right. whether or not you it's happened to the degree that you're now right. really dysfunctional because of it i think my trauma my dysfun- the thing yeah. that i'm numb to is like uh is a little bit more emotional maybe not more too, maybe yeah. similar emotional things sure. where i i can f- throw into a gear where i'm like oh this is my sort of gunshot in the yeah. air and i didn't jump and you should jump yeah. but yeah. you're numb and you're yes. just like oh, okay this is happening and i feel at home i'm yeah, in the man. i'm in the hot tub of the bullshit that i grew up with and i had a good childhood but fuck that man i also had uh, like Everybody's a, i had my own got thing something and it also it's all about the individual and how sensitive they were to whatever i mean right. a small amount of trauma can manifest itself in very big ways and people depending right. on how they're built i would imagine that's right well it, it goes in line with an imagination like if uh, i have a vivid imagination yeah, i've always yeah. been like a big dreamer and like yeah. just like a you know you know muppet babies yeah, no, remember muppet mind. babies yeah yeah but like a playful mind it yeah, wants to right. play and it wants to hypothesize yeah. i can't tune things out if i hear music one of the reasons i hate hearing my neighbors play music is i'll break it down and i'm not trying to sound like fucking will hunting right now yeah. but i'll break down the time the baseline is this yeah. the pre-chorus is this the chorus how long is the song i can't right i can't tune it out 
So yeah. if we're talking it up and we started hearing music, part of my brain would be an analyzing it somehow. Yeah. So that, that's a problem. So similarly, that type right. of mind hears my parents arguing. Sure. Now, maybe it wasn't that bad. It's Honestly, I don't remember. It's all about, the, it's all about your, the muscle memory, and, the, the, the innate memory. And know, also, and yes, yes. How you experience it. And how I experience it was the same way when I hear uh, music coming from my neighbor's yeah. houses. I break down the time. I go, what kind of song is this? Sure, and my yeah. dad's a fucking superhero Greek god in my mind. And I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to kill us all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure my mom's going to kill us all, or whatever it is. Yeah, We're going to die tonight. There's no doubt about it. I don't... <laughs> Really, you know, you don't presume that just because somebody hasn't experienced some nightwear that it hasn't affected them in every bit as profound a way as yeah. way some other. This feels like some more traumatic thing. This I love this stuff, man, because this feels like this feels unifying to me. I, I feel like comedy yeah. can be unifying, yeah. and I hope things like this can be unifying because it, it, we are kind of. This is some cliche, Tenth uh, Street, your no, mom no, it's stuff. All true, if you break, you know, I mean, yeah, underneath, I mean, there are so many. Similarities between the, the human animals. It's all, it's all built in the same flawed. Yeah, way, you know, so. it's so weird that you say that. Like my mom, uh, I got like a like a cold sore, and my mom was like, "You got all the shit that I got." Like I get cold yeah. sores, and I, I had this weird genetic yeah. bond her in that moment, yeah. and almost I was like proud of my cold sore. I was like, yeah. "It was on the inside of my mouth, you know, sure, it wasn't yeah. herpes or anything." Yeah. <laughs> but I was just like, "Yeah, this is like this is this is my lineage. I belong to something, yeah, yeah. even though it was a flaw." No, it's funny. I mean, it's a funny idea. You know, <laughs> it is. It's I was funny. proud of it. Good for you. More people should more, should more people should understand what it is that they should feel good about and what they should. <laughs> I think if if I have a ministry, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, hey, things that you take for granted are things that you should be celebrating. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You seem to have some thoughts. Uh, I, I'd like to encourage you to share some of yeah. these thoughts about about life. You're talking about prism and how we're experiencing things. Yeah. You seem pretty hip to the idea that there are things happening that we're not seeing. They talk about radio waves and microwaves and cell phones and gamma rays, all these different things that we didn't know about 100 years ago. Oh, yeah, sure. And the idea that we're kind of deaf and blind to things that are happening outside yeah. of our experience. You seem pretty hip to that. I mean, I don't know a lot about sub subatomic particle physics but I would imagine there's so much that we don't understand between string theory whatever the theory is I don't need to get into specifics to know that the atom breaks down in such a way that everything is hollow and that the world is an empty space and that that space is probably permeated by any number of things we don't know or experience you know <laughs> that's wild makes perfect sense but what about a, a, on a I don't s- use this in my rap late at night at a bar when I'm trying to bang of course <laughs> I'm certainly aware of it. <laughs> I think you could. Maybe you could. I actually think that. Uh, hey, sweet pea, we're all empty space. I don't. I, I don't see why you. Right. I don't see, I don't see why the the word no keeps falling out of your mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think uh, a reason to do anything is a pulling out of the lens and realizing that we're on a planet and yeah. we're hurling through space and, and we're finite and all that sort of stuff. I actually find uh, uh, dead like. Photos of dead people, yeah. kind of like in Dead Poets Society, where they're like, "Carpe diem, these guys are pushing yeah. up daisies." I find that stuff inspiring. I have pictures of people I don't know up yeah, in my house. Death is the mother of beauty. Without that cap on things, without yeah. the, time the salary cap, end, the yeah. cap, you got a glass ceiling, man. Yeah, that's right. And we're and we're inching towards it, and that gives us a little urgency. Oh, yeah. So I'm wondering what where your hippie uh, spiritually, I guess, where yeah. your where your feelings lie there. Um, You've done mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'm right now. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the line I was going to say. That was what you said. Oh, oh yeah, that was all true. In Amsterdam. You, Amsterdam that, you that, fell uh, out of a cab. I, I fell out in the back floor of a taxi. Uh, 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 and as the driver was yelling at me in Dutch because I thought I was locked inside of a computer. I was crying. 
Really? Yeah. That's a that sounds like a pretty profound trip. Right? Yeah, not it was a good bad. Way. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. You literally see that's what's interesting to me about drugs yeah. is people hear those I took stories, many, but I knew it. Yeah, I was well, I was having went, a good trip, and yeah. then I went overboard. You went to a head shop. Yeah, and what I went to a head shop in Amsterdam, and they have the different strengths, yeah. which I thought was wild. I was like, "Who does the research? Like, how do you know?" And they're like, yeah, "These are for visual, experienced yeah. trippers only. Yeah. Like, yeah. I won't even sell these to you. These you'll see colors. These are this. Yeah. this. I took some mild ones. There were dolphins on the box. It was, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was awesome. It was the best. Oh yeah, I, and I split it. And that was great. But you took a whole thing. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's amazing. A whole two things. Yeah, uh, two things. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, it got, it got a little trippy. <laughs> got a little trippy, but you know. When you're on them, though, do you feel these feelings of like, oh, I'm seeing reality through this prism. I'm, I'm experiencing things in the way that only this body can. There's more. There's God. There's love. There's energy. All those. Sure, there are components of that to one degree or another, you know, which is why I think that a light trip is a pretty healthy, life-affirming thing to do once in a while if you're in a reasonable headspace. You know, nobody ever got wrapped. Nobody, you never hear, oh, so-and-so is fucking for money now. To feed her mushroom habit. Right, you know? right, right, right. It's it's much more, you know, the idea of psychedelics are much more sort of. It's less about escaping the human condition and maybe a little bit more about the opposite. Yeah, I think it's about looking right at it. Sure, it can be. Yeah, it can be pretty. And I also don't think it's for everybody, but I think it's for no, some no, no. People. Listen, there are some people. If you're really neurotic and you're going to get super tripped out and you can't handle it, then stay away from it. Yeah. You know? Have you ever done DMT? What's that? No, I haven't. I heard about it. It's uh, it's psilocybin is similar to DMT. Oh, that's and, interesting. And uh, ayahuasca. Have you heard of ayahuasca? No. I- ayahuasca <coughs> is a rainforest version of DMT. Oh, wow. DMT is in your body. I'm yeah. I'm about to get boring or really interesting. No, no, it's who's very listening? Interesting. Yeah. DMT is in grass. It's in everything, yeah. and uh, you can synthesize it from grass, a certain yeah. type of grass. But it's also in your body, yeah. and it's released and made by your brain every night when you dream. So, but if you inject it or if you smoke it, uh, it it it's a it's a complete channel change. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not here anymore. Suddenly, you're, people all have a very similar experience. They go to outer space. They talk to beings, aliens, yeah. and stuff that are like, "Dove, how's it going, man? Sure, so yeah. good to see you." Yeah. Like greet you and are yeah. like, nice to see you. We only have a little time. Let's show you yeah. some shit. And then you like make things with music and shit. Yeah. Or you go yeah. on a fucking voyage that feels like it's a week and it yeah. took 15 minutes. And these people that come back, Jim Carrey did it kind of famously. Sure. Doors to Perception, right? Aldous Huxley's book and all that. Yeah. It, well, there you go. And they come back and they have un, unexplainable things. You're yeah. Full, like that they can't ever fully explain to people about the meaning of life and about God and they they basically touch the face of God and come back yeah that makes sense yeah. it's wild oh, would you yeah. ever do that yeah I'd be too scared to do that I just I'd have to hear more about it but yeah I, I wouldn't be opposed in the right circumstances I, you know I don't know I never I haven't freaked out I've done I mean I haven't done heroin or I, I, don't, I haven't done um, uh, what's it um, you know those those sort of Oxys or Oxycontin, all the, the whatever classification of drug that is, all the downer shit never really interested me. But, right? But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you have a really addictive personality, it becomes more dangerous. But I've had fun. I've done blow and smoke some weed, and but I just I just don't get that into stuff. So I don't have a right. It doesn't major. grip you. Seems like sex. Sex script, yeah. Oh, oh, if we're talking about just vices in general and whether or not they can be destructive, absolutely. I was, I was in drugs specifically. Drug that specific? doesn't scare me that yeah, much. Yeah, 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 Sex yeah. will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. um, this is a weird question, but uh, you say on your album that your, your, father, your father did drugs. In fact, yeah, yeah, he smoked a little bit of 
cocaine for a while, yeah. It's funny because I saw you. I'll never forget it. I was at the Boston yeah. uh, Comedy Club, and uh, you you dropped in, and there were probably like eight people there. Yeah. For, so it must have been Saturday for a show. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you went up, and you did, and you were doing your act, and then you told the story about your father locking himself in the bathroom yeah, and smoking yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, cocaine. Yeah. And uh, it, didn't really, guess, yeah. it didn't really work, and, and you said, I don't know, I'm just trying to be more personal, is what you said. And I remember watching that, and I was like, yeah. oh, it was like a real lesson for me as a young comedian. I was like, oh, yeah, was sometimes we're supposed it. to go up and just look for it, not yeah. necessarily kill. Yeah. It was inspiring. Oh, good, good. Yeah, I felt that way. I felt that way watching you know the people in Pryor were going to that heroin guy. Right. So it wasn't. Sometimes the experience, at least for me, watching somebody is in is a, is a much richer one if they stop worrying about getting a laugh every thirty seconds. Yeah. And start trying to communicate in a way that's entertaining. In a more full, engaging, rich way than if there was just going to be a laugh there. Right. You know, that's what but I hope. That's what I hope things, balance, like this, things like this are. Like us talking about your father yeah, might be. Because there's no crowd. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. There is a crowd, but they're invisible. Yeah, yeah, you know. For us right now. So but they, it's also the kind of crowd that isn't, isn't expecting a joke every 30 seconds. Right. You know, it's what part of what it, I'm writing the book, and it's like there's a much longer form experience of. Of it all, you know, because there is, you know, you don't have a hundred people in a room with an expectation every 30 seconds. Right. How, is that overwhelming to try and no. write a book? Oh, did the book? Yeah. yeah. No. Yes and no. It's it's fine. It's really an interesting experience and I'm enjoying it. Uh, and, you know, it can be anxiety producing from time to time. But what does it look like? All I'm picturing is you getting up at 2 a.m. and going, I got it. No, you try and really structure it so that there's an arc structure. in the story. Yeah, I mean, it's a memoir, but I want it to start somewhere and end somewhere. And, and have a point. And be tracking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, also, and also, you know, I mean, I've got, you know, guys that are depending on it and agents. And the thing is like that, that it's got to be real and you've got to be able to take it to a publisher. You know, I can't just do what I want to do. I mean, it's right. got to have structure and form. It's not a journal. It's not a journal. No. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 it's not a journal. So your father, when he died, how old were you? 21. 21. And your mother had a jazz slide? No, no, no. She just, she would do these slides. No, my mother wasn't allowed anywhere near the funeral. My father died of AIDS. My mother's, my, 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 my father's, like, while he was dying, he was like, your mother goes nowhere near my fucking funeral. And he kept her, he, she wasn't allowed anywhere near, he wasn't allowed near the hospital, wasn't that? He really hated her. Really? Yeah. That bit oh, I do right. where he goes. That's right, you say I mother. would have your mother killed yeah, if it weren't for you sure. boys. Yeah. He said that for real? Oh, very much so, yeah. yeah. Everything <sighs> Everything is true. Almost you everything know I talk I, about except a, cu- a couple of those I actually jokes. had 0% of me thought that wasn't true. I thought that was 100% Oh, yeah, true. yeah. So uh, please don't think that uh, I thought that was not real. No, no, no. He no, said no. that to you, though. That's a weird choice to tell your son that I would have your mother killed. Well, you know, it's a dysfunctional crew. I mean, you know, it's, it's yeah, but he hated her. Did you love and your, didn't want her dead. your mother at that time? Were you like, hey, that's mom? Yeah, but it wasn't the kind of visceral kind of... My, my, I love my mother, but... Uh, She's not super maternal. It's not a traditional mother-son relationship, I guess. It's, my mother is a little bit more removed and sort of intellectual in her experience. So the experience of her, I think, can, she can be more readily appreciated as an adult than as a child. Mm. It wasn't really. Because a lot of mothers are the opposite. A lot of mothers are. It's the maternal component that you appreciate and hold on to. Right. My mother's, you need to be an adult to appreciate my mother. <laughs> you do. You do. She has no business with children. Her own or anybody else's. <laughs> and she made a bunch. No, she made two. But two. she has no business making that. <laughs> she should have made other things. <laughs> you know. Go, uh, 
go make pottery. What do you got to play with humans for? That's one of the funny, funniest and weirdest things you say on your CD is you say, uh, nice people make things. And I, when you said it, I was yeah, like, that's completely right. Affirming. I know. Who, you, you've never, I, I don't want to butcher the bit, but it's... Uh, yeah. No, no, I didn't. Uh, nice people make things, something like you. <laughs> yeah, uh, you'd never been out with a stripper and she was like, uh, there's, there's, no, the, there's no more coke... Uh, if you have some yarn, I'll knit you some mittens or something. I really <laughs> forget how it is mittens. It's, yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, but if you have some yarn, I'll knit you a mitten. I think it's a mitten. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is. But when you said There's that, I was true like, about it. It's a, it's a weird. Sometimes you hear something and you're like, that uh, that's not. True. It's definitely true. Yeah, there are things that you, that you hadn't thought about, and then it's true. Yeah. Who knew that nice people make things? It's a life affirming, decent, grounded quality or something nice well that I think that's one of the meanings of life is to create uh, a mother certainly maybe not with your mother but creating children but there's other facets of that making a fucking table people yeah. that grow their own food people that see yeah, where yeah, things come yeah, from yeah. some of our hollowness and our detachment comes from I get shit from one, oh, the one click buy yeah, on Amazon absolutely and there's a paradise to that yeah. and there's also a it the would illusion. be better if there's I... A, there's a dehumanizing component. Imagine it. if I had to make this paper, yeah. all the pulp, and I dried yeah. it. It would be the most special paper to me. And I, I, wrote, I wrote bananas. No doubt about it. Everything is everything? Yeah. What the fuck is this? I'm going to throw this away afterwards. Yeah. No, it's so true, man. I was just reading Ben Franklin's biography. When you think 300 years ago, you knew the people that made the table. You knew the people that, that slaughtered the animal that, that you eat. There you, you go. grew the food. There was a much more... You knew the name of the animal. We're eating Ben tonight. Nobody he named knows. it after it. Yeah, yeah, precisely. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, well, the, the yeah, idea man. if you could go back and be like, imagine meat for everybody. Everybody gets meat every meal. Yeah. Meat with meat. That you get the fucking Grand Slam KFC. Yeah, no, it's awful. And then they'd be like, that sounds like amazing. And then they'd be like, uh, but there's these factory farms where there's shit and blood everywhere, man. and you're just like, it's oh. horrendous. Maybe we shouldn't be doing that. It's absolutely horrendous. Uh, and not only is it you know, bad from the antibiotics, sort of not natural, inorganic process, but it's also immoral. Sure. I'm a hypocrite for, for eating it, and I do, but it's, it's immoral. I, you know, I was reading Peter Singer, you know, who's the foremost sort of philosopher, I guess, and he, he teaches in Princeton or something, but <laughs> about just sort of morality as it relates to the idea of eating, consuming animals, and it being like, what's our rationalization? Is that they're less intelligent? It's like, well, if that's the rationalization, then you can eat a a, a human baby. Right. Or or if somebody's like, well, the baby's going to grow up to be more intelligent, so you shouldn't do that. It's like, well, if you take a severely retarded person, they have a similar level of sort of cognitive ability as the average primate, in which case is it then okay to eat them? It's like, you know, it's a sentient being. So right. Essentially, you shouldn't be fucking with it unless you have to. Right. Uh, Louis has that great bit. I, I, I wish I hadn't heard it because it was so perfectly right. put. He was like, yeah. I know I'm being an asshole to the animal, but I don't care. Yeah. And, and that's right. that's basically all – that's what I'm saying every yeah, yeah, time yeah, I yeah. eat Precisely. meat. Yes, and that's a great point. I, I remember I, – see, I don't read as many books, but I'm I, a lot of, a lot, I watch a lot of documentaries. We can wrap this up. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's 2.40. Oh, a little slice of life. People are going to know what time it was when we recorded. Oh, yeah. It was Monday. Is yeah. it the third? It's the second. Somebody's, second, yeah. I got to take off tomorrow. Yeah, I should. I should Where are you going? I'm going to get. I'm going to go to Denver. You get a ticket, I'll pay it. You going back go to, to Denver? Denver? What the yeah. fuck is happening? You going yeah. to Denver? Yeah, but yeah, but not for not for comedy. I got to go for something else. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cryptic. 
no, it's just some business stuff I got to deal with. Actually, doing it's a real estate related thing. Oh, cool. Are you investing in something? Yeah. Well, that's fine. Good for you. We'll see. I hope that goes well yeah, for you. I hope so too. Here's the thing that I was going to tell you at the beginning of the show that I didn't tell you, yeah. which I love when that happens. Talk about structure. Yeah. I like this. This happened. I was going to tell you, and I didn't want to make it too weird. I mean. We haven't talked in a very long time. I saw you at the improv maybe a year ago. Yeah. I don't know. And I've been doing the show. I don't know how long we've been doing it. This is like the 70th episode or whatever. Yeah. And I was meditating. And out of nowhere, my brain is like, Dove Davidoff. You should have Dove Davidoff yeah, on Yeah, I'm show. glad you did. No, it was good, man. I really enjoyed this. <laughs> I'm thrilled that you did it. conversation. We, we kind of, oh, thanks, man. You know, yeah. you're, you're the best. I really think you're one of the best. I think I your, your comedy the, um, is hilarious. And you're a truly fascinating person. I'm no, glad you took the time. Appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. Will you say keep it crispy? It's just a thing we do. Yeah, yeah. Hey, this is Dove Davidoff. And uh, keep it crispy. <laughs> Now leaving Nerdist.com.